The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated French Open in years, and Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your smart TV or your phone live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to continue their legacy on the clay courts? From the first serve to the final point, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it all happens. Hello and welcome into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Wow, do I have a show for you today. I have an episode that you're going to want to listen to because it's a lot of things happening in the world of the ATP Tour, as well as just the tennis world in general right now. And I'm just going to let you know, I am recording this on Sunday. It is January 17th. So all the facts that I have are from Sunday. Now, this is going to get published right away in the morning on Monday. So I'm hoping a lot of stuff doesn't come out. But you know, as you know, Australia is on a different time zone than I am here in the central United States. So let's get right to it. The Australian Open is happening on February 8th. And a lot of players have already flown to be in Australia. But there's a lot of drama happening right now simply because of COVID and COVID protocols. Now, I am going to tell you all the information that I know and that I've read. And I've seen things on ESPN. I've seen other writers and other places do things. But I am taking all the facts that I am getting today from the Hartford Courant which I believe is out of Hartford, Connecticut. And it is a uh, has a lot of up-to-date information and a lot of good information that I've read today. And so that is why I'm picking this article to go by. And But the things I've seen in this article aren't just things I've seen in this article. These are things I've seen everywhere. This one kind of just has everything total. So let's start. Today, Sunday, on the January 17th, there are currently 72 players in quarantine. Now, quarantine is from what I believe and what I've read is two weeks. They have to quarantine for two weeks in Australia upon arrival because somebody on their plane tested positive. Now that's 72 players, and that doesn't that I don't I don't believe that number is added from the people. Yeah, I don't think it is. The people that they're with. So that's players coaches, all of that. So what's happening out there, let me give you the gist of what's kind of going on. So what's happening is these players all flew on these big flights, right? Because it's hard to get in Australia right now because of the COVID regulations. So a lot of these players flew on the same fl flights um, that each other did, that their entourage is, that some media did, that some referees, some officials, all these people fly over, right? And if one person on that flight tests positive for COVID, the whole flight is deemed close contact. Now, it doesn't matter if you sat in the last row of the plane and someone in the front row that you didn't pass once tested positive. It doesn't matter. It sounds like they don't want any of that, and they don't want to hear any of that. They are just going by whoever was on that plane, 
you are in quarantine. Now, there's a few problems with how this is kind of laying out. Now, I'm not 100% sure on how the U.S. Open did it and how the U.S. Open was different, but the problem with this is you're talking about professional athletes. You're talking about people who have to work out every day, that are creatures of habit, that are creatures of routine, and you're doing this right before the first major of the year. Now, a major is no small feat. You're talking on the men's side, three out of five sets. You're talking on both sides, 128 people in a bracket. You're talking about a massive, massive tournament you're putting on, and some of the best athletes in the world are being confined to their hotel room just a week or so before the tournament. Unheard of, but everything in this year is unheard of. Now, there is a lot to unpack here, and I kind of just gave you the short version, but I'm going to keep going. So I know one person that tested positive, I don't know them personally, but it says that Bianca Andreescu's coach tested positive from Abu Dhabi. And so anybody on that flight, boom, see ya, you are quarantined. Now there's a lot of players going to social media that are upset about this. They're like, what am I supposed to do? I can't, there's only certain things I can do. And it sounds like not only the government, but the Australian Open isn't budging at all because they knew this was it. Now there have been some players that are like, if I would have known this is how it was going to be, I would have never came. And maybe Roger Federer's sitting back in Switzerland with a cigar in his hand and maybe um, some whiskey or I don't know what they drink in Switzerland, but maybe some Swiss chocolates. Let's, let's put it that way. In his belly thinking, that's why I didn't go to Australia. Not a bad idea until they start playing and someone else wins a major, but that's beside the point. This is what's going on, and it doesn't seem that people in Australia, whether it be government officials or people a part of the Australian Open, are budging at all. And matter of fact, government officials are saying if you don't abide by these quarantine rules, they might send you somewhere else. And they said that it says local health authorities have said all players were warned of the risks in advance. And if you breach quarantine regulations and there's a prospect of heavy fines that you can get or even being moved from the secure quarantine complex you're in with police stationed at your doors. This is how serious Australia is taking it. And the, a lot of players are pushing back. A lot, a lot of players. Now, even Andy Murray and Madison Keys tested positive on their, -flight, on their pre-flight checks to come to Australia. So they're not in Australia right now. And who knows if they'll actually make it back. For the Open. Now, another thing to really keep in mind is that these players don't really have access to anybody in their hotel rooms at all. Um, they are said to be by themselves. Um, they're training by hitting balls against mattresses. And they're doing whatever workout they can in their room that they really can. Now, one of the female players, uh, Sarana Sirste from Romania... Um, put on Twitter, if they would have told me this rule before, I would not have even play in Australia. I would have stayed home. They told us that we would fly at 20% capacity in sections and we would be a close contact only if my team or cohort test positive. Now, it doesn't seem that's how it is because right now, there's 72 players in quarantine plus all their team. Now, someone, a government official, says there's no other way you can consider this. If you're on a plane for 16 to 24 hours with air that circulates throughout the airplane, you're a close contact. This was made very clear and nothing has changed. Now it says Tennis Australia has confirmed that 27 players on the flight from Los Angeles, 23 from Abu Dhabi, and uh, 17. there's 17 charter flights that came um, from seven international locations holding up to 1,200 players, coaches, staff, officials into Australia for the tournament. Um, it said the uh, the um, 
Craig Tiley, who says he is the tournament director, um, says we did it. We made it very clear at the beginning. Um, now we have to manage the environment in the next 14 days. I'm I'm venturing to believe in what I'm reading and what I'm seeing on social media. These players are, lack of a better term, pissed off, and rightfully so. You're a professional athlete. There's no way that you should be treated like this. And this is what I'm saying. I'm not necessarily blaming this. Um, on the government for having their protocols in place, or even the tournament for that matter. What I'm saying is if you're a professional tennis player, there's a good chance you have access to smaller planes, you have access to you know, private jets. Now, I don't know the details of if they had to travel in these bigger planes. I don't know those details, so I, you can't quote me on this. But there's got to be a better way that this could have been done from both sides. And the fact that the Australian Open is getting a really, really bad rep right now, and a lot of players are hating it. I wouldn't be surprised if some players just left and dipped out, or if they would, you know, maybe consider not coming back in the future years or even just bashing the Australian Open. This is really bad for the Australian Open's rep, especially since the U.S. Open happened and the French Open happened with something not like this. And players actually had a good time at those tournaments and things went smooth. Here's another thing to keep in mind. Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic, and Serena Williams are among a group of players involved, according to this article, in an exhibition event in Adelaide, South Australia State on January 29th. So those players aren't even in uh, Melbourne, which Victoria State, I'm not really sure how it works over there. But they're not technically there, and they've had no COVID-19 cases reported in their quarantine there. So they're technically okay where they are and not necessarily directly affected by what all the other players are affected by, but it's still affecting them. And this is what Novak Djokovic said. And it currently and it recently just got denied um, from the tournament officials. And I'm going to read this to you. And I don't think it's too much of an ask, especially these are professional athletes. Let me put that in your brain again. Professional athletes, you're cooping up because something went wrong with the planning of the flights and close contacts and you had to fly all of them together. All these people on these flights together and all of them were deemed close contact. Now here's what Novak Djokovic requested. Now from what I'm told, um, the proposals he requested to the Craig Tiley that the boss, um, tournament director, um, for those in isolation have been rejected. That's what I'm told. Um, the world number one Novak, this is what I'm reading from the Australian. World number one Novak Djokovic has issued an open letter to Australian Open tournament director Craig Tiley with a list of demands for the growing number of tennis players forced into mandatory quarantine for 14 days. Now listen to this. This is just a spigot of what it is, okay? He has six demands. First one, fitness and training material in all rooms. Decent food according to the level of tournament of the tournament and form of elite athlete. That's that's the thing. What matters what food these people are getting. A lot of these players are on strict diets on certain things they're eating for their body. These are professional athletes. They live and die on their diet, on their body, and on their physical being and physical well-being. Sorry, I got a little off track. Okay, number three, reduce the days of isolation for the 47 isolated players. This was before it was 72. And carrying out more tests that confirm that all are negative. I'll get to that in a sec. Permission to visit your coach or physical trainer as long as both have passed the PCR, which would be the COVID test. If the previous proposal has the green light, 
then both the player and his coach are on the same floor of the hotel. Move as many players as possible to private houses with courts to train. Now, the private houses with courts to train, I know that some players do that at the U.S. Open. They end up in the Hamptons, whatever, with a court. That's not a bad idea, especially if you get them in like a resort. You know, even like in Palm Springs where Indian Wells is, there's a lot of resorts there that have tennis courts. And then I'm venturing to believe in Australia, the beautiful country that Australia is, that there are a lot of places that have tennis courts in them and you can kind of isolate people by themselves. Here's the thing. You're a grand slam. The Australian Open is a grand slam. They should have more tests than the NBA bubble. They should have the resources that the NFL has. They should have the dedication that the MLB had. They should have all of this. And the fact that American sports, now this is biased because I am American, but not really. If you're looking at this, these players are pissed off. And there's a lot of people, there shouldn't be this much clashing between the Australian Open, the government, the Australian government, and players coming from elsewhere. Now, the thing is, is this seems like it's all just like crumbling right before everybody's eyes, not only on social media, but also articles and things coming out from these players. And in a time where players can really express their feelings in any way, and very loudly, the fact that this is happening is beyond me. We are almost a year into this pandemic, and the NBA season has gone full swing. The U.S. Open, the French Open has gone full swing. The NFL is almost at the Super Bowl. MLB crowned the World Series, right? NHL, Stanley Cup champion, and on to their second season. Here's the thing. Many sports teams have done this right. And what it sounds like right now is the Australian Open is not doing this right. And it's frustrating as a tennis fan because you don't want to see these best athletes be cooped up because not only does that make their risk of getting hurt higher, it lowers the level of tennis and it also makes your favorite people in the sport look like villains. Now, as of right now, from reports, it sounds like there are no plans to delay the Australian Open. And here's the last thing I'm going to complain about. Um... They're also, from what I've read, they're also limiting tickets for fans at the Australian Open. You're telling me you're this strict about your players being on a flight where one person tests positive for COVID and they're deemed a close contact, and you're still going to have fans at the Australian Open? What? Why are we having fans at the Australian Open? That doesn't make any sense. If Australia is this strict about... Their COVID regulations, which is fine. I get it. You can be this strict. But why are you having fans then? At what point is it just more of a moneymaker than it is anything else, right? The US Open to have fans was great. I don't know the economics of it, but from a fan point of view and from you know watching it and being involved in tennis and watching the ATP Tour and the WTA Tour go through it, it was a great product. And they seemed to do it well. They had quarantine hotels, all of that. The fact that there was two Grand Slams and multiple tournaments before the Australian Open and we're damn near a year into the quarantine and the pandemic. And the Australian Open seems to be butting heads with all of these players and these players saying they didn't know all of this ahead of time and players even saying they wish they wouldn't have came is... Not only disturbing, but 
a little frustrating, not only as a fan, but as someone who cares so much about this sport, as you can see my passion through this entire podcast. And I'm just frustrated that it has come to this and that the sport of tennis is under this big of a microscope when there's a lot of American sports in a place where COVID has wreaked havoc and had a traumatic impact on the United States. And the fact that these other sports can figure it out is beyond me. And I don't think Novak Djokovic's assessment is that unfair. I think the players do deserve a lot. And if you're mandated to be trapped inside your room just weeks before a major for 14 days, that is alarming and it is hard to hear, especially for some of these athletes. Now, the fact that Novak and Rafa and Serena are going to be off somewhere else doing their own thing, is that special treatment? I don't know. You be the judge of that special treatment. But there's players out here that need the money, that need the points, that are in Australia because they have to be to save their career. And you have the richest people in the sport somewhere else doing what they can. Now, I'm glad Novak Djokovic is trying to step up because he technically, I, I believe, is the leader of the players' union. But it's just really, really hard to see. And as you can see or hear, I'm really fired up about it. Let's move on to something a little bit more happy. Um, Delray Beach, the champion, uh, Hubert Hurkacz. He beat Sebastian Korda. I told you that Korda kid's special. I told you that a few episodes ago. I thought he was going to be the newcomer of the year. Unfortunately, ATP Awards didn't agree, but that Korda kid's special, but so is Hurkacz. Um, he's he's something special. Hubert Hurkacz, 23. He beat Korda. He's 23 years old. He beat Korda 6-3, 6-3. Takes a Delray Open. He wins that one in Delray Beach, or the Delray Beach Open. He wins that one in Delray Beach, Florida. The other one is Antalya Open. Alex de Manure beats Bublik. He is 21 years old, uh, Alex de Manure. He's one of those ones that is in quarantine currently in his home country of Australia, his home continent of Australia. You can't say that very often, only for Australia and, and Antarctica, but whatever. Um... Fourth ATP title, that kid's special. Keep your eye on Alex de Manure. He kind of broke out of the U.S. Open in 2019, and ever since, he's been a real solid person to watch, and he's very, very entertaining to watch. Just a little guy, but he's got some firepower. It's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Blue Black actually retired in that one. Moving forward, Melbourne 1, Melbourne 2. Uh, that is on the 31st of January. That's something to look forward to. That's supposed to go to the 6th. We'll see how that actually ends up. Uh, the ATP Cup. That is happening in Melbourne as well. That is going to start on the 1st of February and then end on the 5th. And the Australian Open, obviously, on the 8th through the 21st. So a lot of fun things happening. Next week in my episode, we'll probably preview the Melbourne 1 and 2. And we'll talk about my final thoughts on everything that's going to be happening there. Or we might wait until the next week to do that. matters how much comes out of Australia in the next week because... The, at what rate we're at right now, not a lot of good news coming out of Australia. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that for free. Um, I think that's about it. That's all we're going to do for today. I'm a little much calmer than I was at the beginning of this podcast. So that's a positive. But I, once again, I really appreciate you for listening. We have a lot of good content coming here in 2021. New year, same podcast, 
better content. Let's put it that way. Um, Australian Open. Australia off to a firing start. Jacob Sersosimo off to a firing start in this podcast right here. You can reach out to me or find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Jacob Sersosimo. That's C-E-R-S-O-S-I-M-O. Odds are if you're listening to this podcast, my name is literally on the podcast. So just look there. Or at Believe. You can reach out to at Believe at Believe Podcasts both on Instagram and Twitter, or at Believe.com. If you'd like to sponsor my big rant today, just let me know. Or let them know. Doesn't matter to me. Everybody stay safe. We're still in this pandemic, obviously, and we want this to be over as soon as possible with this vaccine. Those are on the way. So that we can start playing tennis again without all of this drama that's really happening. So everybody take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Valentine's Day is right around the corner, but not until the Australian Open takes place on February 8th. A lot happening down under. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your ear to the ground. There's a lot of news that's going to be coming out over the next week. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Stay safe. Take care of yourself. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.